Welcome. This is the Toxic Cooking Show, where we break down toxic people to the simplest ingredients. My name is Christopher Patchett. I am a licensed clinical social worker. And my name is Lindsay McLean. I have no qualifications. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is our first uh, webcast, and we are going to be looking at the traits of toxic people, both men and women. Let's kind of start off. Uh, Lindsay, I've known you for 11 years. Has it really um, been that long? Yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> I think we're old. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, it's been longer. So oh my I gosh, first it met been... you when I was uh, uh, 14 years almost. Damn. Damn. That's worse. Let's go back to 11. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to, do you want to tell the, well, okay. So I'll, I'll tell the, uh, how, how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in the Navy and after I got out of the Navy, I went to Temple University and I was going to school for, um, education in history and so this was 2010 september of 2010 and when i went to temple i was like okay you know what i'm gonna do uh i'm getting the gi bill i'm gonna do all the uh the things i missed out on you know like uh while i was in the navy first week i joined a bunch of groups Mm -hmm. and i remember one was uh i think it was purple circle purple circle Definitely, I was attached to somewhat. Okay. So it, I think it was Purple Circle where I first met you. You were kind of in that group. I was in that group. I first started hanging out with one other person. And then I kind of got brought into the group that way. Uh, and then we started like uh, mat- matching up with like some of the people that you hung out with, some people that I hung out with. Uh, and then over the course of time, you know, uh, we both started hanging out. Um, I used to have like at my old apartment, uh, it was gathering of great minds. I remember those days. (laughs) (laughs) So, So did the gathering of the great minds. And that was probably about the time that, uh, you and I, we really started hanging out more. I think so, because you and I lived around the same area near Temple University. Yeah, you you were were, only a block away from me. Yeah, you were like a block north, so you were quite close, which made it easy to come hang out. I didn't realize we were connected by a purple circle. I know you were in the same fraternity as a person I ended up dating. There was a whole group of us that would hang out in the the improv room's uh, meeting room for lunch. Was it the improv? I think it was improv club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. to do with drama. Um, and there was a whole group of us that would hang out there for lunch. And that's where I remember meeting you. I thought you were in the same fraternity. I, I So I was in the same fraternity with him. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I first found out about the fraternity was one of the brothers from that fraternity. Uh, he was also in Purple Circle. Okay. That's uh, he saying. was in Purple Circle and Gay Straight Alliance mm-hmm. group. Um, and then that's how I ended up going into the 
fraternity and then I was actually pledging with him. Okay. That's the connection. But I think we have to back up before the gathering of great minds. There was something that really made the two of us hit it off. And that was the fact that you, being 12 years older than the rest of us, at some point being the, you know, immature children that we were. We, some... we, 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 11 years. 11? Is it? <laughs> Ish. Because there, there is that, like, little time period, like, you know... Okay, well, <clears throat> 11 years <laughs> difference. Uh, and being the immature children that we were, I know, I remember we very distinctly said, can we call you dad? To which you responded, hell no. Um, and the, the point was taken that you were not dad, couldn't call you dad, fine. Um, and I went to give blood one day and you had come with me and you couldn't give blood because of course you had gotten tattoos within the last year or something. And keep in mind, this is on a college campus. All right, college campus. And I was sitting there after giving blood, eating my little snack, and some song came on. I don't remember what for the life of me, and I wish I did. Dancing Queen. There we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that part is completely gone from my memory because what happened next just entirely took it over. And that was that we were laughing about this song on a college campus and the woman who was supervising me to make sure I didn't fall over faint afterwards looks at me and goes, is that your father? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point you, you couldn't, you, you couldn't not be dad. Yeah. You became dad. You became my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it was done. <laughs> when the, so I, I, the only reason why I remember the song, cause I, I, you know, there was probably a good, like, you know, like 10, 15 feet between us while you mm -hmm. were, like, you know, like relaxing and uh, getting that blood through you again. And, and uh, I'm sitting over in the corner and the song Dancing Queen comes on and I yell over, hey, Lindsay, you can dance. And I start, like, you know, like <laughs> dancing into it. And then I saw, like, you know, like the, the, the person who uh, was sitting there with you. You know talking to you and you know like maybe 10 minutes after that that's when you know you were able to go mm -hmm. and you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god i gotta tell you this i gotta tell you this <laughs> and that's why i heard the rest of what happened <laughs> okay and i just i have this distinct memory in my head of sitting there and looking at you and you you're dancing and I look back and she goes, is that your father? <laughs> Just burned into my memory. It will never leave. <laughs> <laughs> and so at that point, I mean, as father and daughter, what are you going to do? You're going to hang out. You're going to be cool. You're eventually going to start a podcast together. <laughs> as you do. You graduated uh, from Temple 2014? 2013. 2013. Mm -hmm. So you graduated uh, in 2013. Your parents were there, um, and I. You had one other ticket for graduation, and I was the uh, the remaining ticket. But of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Since then, you've been around the world, doing Lindsay things. Of course, um, yeah. Lived in France. Lived in Russia. Uh, briefly went to Kyrgyzstan. Been back in France, where I'm based now. Cute Frenchy <laughs> frog. <laughs> Ah, uh, and I, I continued on. I um, so originally my uh, degree was in 
Secondary history for high school history teacher. That was not the course that I wanted to go. And so I ended up working a nonprofit uh, helping homeless veterans mm -hmm. and to housing. And once I kind of did that, that was like the spark of mm -hmm. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I continued on uh, at Temple, went back and got my master's degree in social work. Uh, and since then, uh, I got my license, got my clinical license, uh, and I've been doing private practice uh, as a therapist ever since. Yeah, so you actually have a clinical background to talk about some of the stuff that we'll be talking about, whereas I translate video games. <laughs> so I think I'm definitely qualified to be talking about whatever it is that's going to come up on our show. No doubt. <laughs> when the, so, so, okay. But here's the thing, like, you know, like the entire time that like we've, you know, continued talking like throughout the years, you've always been that one that I would kind of go to if I wanted to say like, you know, like, what are your thoughts on this? Because fucking love your like your your thinking you know um i think that it's important for us to uh see other sides of things and if you know rather than just kind of sitting there and being like well i don't know about this so let me form my own opinion about this mm -hmm. um actually talking to somebody and being like hey you probably know more about this than i do let me get your opinion on this I think that's the key because I've also had the same with you. You've certainly called me out on some um, interesting relationship choices I've made over the years, shall we say. <laughs> and I value your opinion, not just from the clinical side, but you, Patches, Dad, like that's, that's who I trust. And I think that's kind of how this podcast came about was that we were talking about toxic people, as you do, as it comes up on the internet, what you think about it, dating, all of that type of thing. And came to the conclusion that a podcast would be the best way to get this information out there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember that, uh, I, uh, was talking to somebody talking about like, you know, like at their job and that they have like, you know, like a manager who was very toxic and things like that. And so like, you know, that's when I, I uh, went over to you and I was just like, Hey, you know, just curiosity, like, you know, like, what is your opinion on this? You know, have you seen this type of behavior? Uh, how often does it kind of occur? I remember, cause like, I've thought about this for a while now, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, it, you know, just as you said, it's one of those things where, you know, you hear about it, you know, day in, day out on social media and things like that. And, you know, like, uh, just doing what I do. Uh, I'm always curious about people. So I was just like, what would you think about, you know, if I were to write a book about this? <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, like, I don't see that as being like book type because there are so many like aspects to it. It is not just like, you know, like these are toxic people and the end. Well, it's uh, also such a living thing. I mean, it's only within the past couple of years that we've started using that phrase to describe people like, Ooh, you're toxic or that's a toxic relationship. 
And it's still, I think, evolving. And who knows where it's going to be in another couple years as more people talk about this, as more people flood onto the internet and things take on new life. And so by the time you wrote a book, yeah, it will be outdated. <laughs> no offense. As I've been working on book number one for the past seven months. <laughs> <laughs> See, example A right there. You guys heard it first. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll admit to my flaws. You know, I'm. Uh, but you know what? I uh, figure I'm on chapter two now. Um, okay, and okay. if I keep on going at this pace, um, you know, expect a, a book within the next uh, five to ten years. That sounds about right. I think we can wait that long. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's funny because you know, just as you said, like when we do our first episode of. You know, like a lot of the research I've been doing, it does show like how quickly uh, something kind of takes off. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's just kind of like, you know, like human nature where uh, even like, you know, you look at technology, you know. Well, and I'm very aware as a middle of the road millennial in terms of age. Gen Z has some weird slang that I am not a part of. <laughs> that that ship has sailed for me. I, I will never quite. Some of it I can get and we're good. Some of it, nope, it's too late. Alpha, um, pray for me. Pray for me. <laughs> Skibbity D toilet. Like I, I can't, I can't compute that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try just because, well, Thankfully, I don't work with a lot of kids. Um, you know, most of the pe people that I work with are 18 and above. So, mm -hmm. you know, thankfully, I don't have a lot of kids uh, using slang. I have you heard a couple slang words here and there. And I'm just like, yeah, that just has absolutely, you know, because at least the, the slang that we used, you could kind of piece it together with like what was said before and after. Uh, and being like, oh, okay, well, you know, this means that. Um, I, I guess being a little bit younger than you, if I may, <laughs> <laughs> more of it makes sense to me, but there's still plenty that it'll take a couple times of someone using it, me seeing it on Instagram or whatever, before I'm like, all right, I think I understand what this means. <laughs> Still probably wouldn't use it in my regular life because I don't want to be that person who tries to sound cool with the kids and comes and is like, no cap. Absolutely not. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. I do know what no cap means. Look at you. Wow. And you star. know, <laughs> it's beautiful because <laughs> I was just watching a movie uh, last night called uh, Old Dads. And um... that's appropriate. <laughs> and the guy uh he walks by and you know they they were having like at the very end there like that that you know uh emotional speech mm -hmm. and somebody walks by uh saying yeah man no cap and then walks away and he's like i know what that means it means telling the truth <laughs> the guy even pops uh pops back out and he's like no it just means no lie and he's like it's close enough <laughs> That reminds me of the time that one of my students here didn't know the word threat. I was teaching English at the time and I was kind of trying to explain to him what it meant in English. And he paused for a second. He goes, a bad promise. <laughs> well, I was like, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. My dude, like it's actually kind of correct. 
So as we're talking about toxic people and all of that, what drove you to want to make this podcast or put this information out there? I I think that from my end, one of the biggest reasons why I did want to put this out there is just the fact that uh, awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, with anything that is dealing with any type of, you know, uh, behavior is people being aware of it being a thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we kind of live in this society where, you know, we're so bombarded with, you know, social media, TikTok, Instagram, all that. Some of it is done in jest. Some of it is done, you know, like in all seriousness. Uh, and it's hard to kind of distinguish, you know, like between the two. And I think that, you know, being able to call out people for um, their toxic traits and mm-hmm. helping other people who are listening to understand, you know, what to look out for uh, is very important. No, for sure. I think that's also why I agreed to do this with you. And that it's something that I see almost on a daily basis on Instagram, on Facebook, people talking about relationships that would be labeled as toxic, people repeating back information or ideas about, you know, what's the ideal woman? What's the ideal man? And as an adult who, you know, at least is where where filming this is in a happy relationship, (laughs) it's something that I'm not worried about. But I know that maybe, you know, 20-year-old me, if I was getting this information now, I wouldn't feel so secure. I'm sure I would probably feel worse and wonder if, like, maybe I need to be more like these other girls I see. If maybe men are only truly looking for this type of women. If this is a normal thing. Because it can be hard to tell on social media what is actually true and what is not. What is normal and what's not. Where do you fit into all of that? It can be quite confusing, I think. You know, and, and it's, it's funny that you kind of bring that up. You know, I've had my moments with uh, toxic relationships where mm-hmm. um, I think that it, another thing that is important is that, you know, we are becoming a little bit more and more aware that uh, the toxic traits of men. On, mm-hmm. uh, However, there are guys that are in toxic relationships with women as well absolutely uh and i think you know on both sides you know like i said i've been in my you know many toxic relationships in my past and i feel that um you know being somebody who has always been patient and wanting to help others and wanting to be there for others Mm -hmm. um I had allowed myself a lot of times to stay in these toxic relationships because I wanted to, I saw a little bit of good in that person and was like, you know what? If only I can just do this, this, and this, then Then it'll be perfect. Then it will be perfect. And, Uh and was it? No, no. um, (gasps) There was that one time that no, that had never happened. What about the time that, no (laughs) no 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 never okay (laughs) so i think that it's important to for people to understand one what is a toxic uh person 
-hmm. Two, to recognize uh, if they're in a relationship with a toxic person. And then three, being able to um, understand that they're not the cause, Mm -hmm. nor are they the ones who needs to fix. Hopefully saving people who are in toxic relationships, you know, a lot of time and emotional stress Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully giving ideas of how to stop, you know, people from, uh, continuing in their toxic, uh, you know, ways. Absolutely. And I feel like we should take this moment to clarify that at least on my end, I'm cisgender heterosexual. I'm pretty sure that you are cisgender heterosexual, despite <laughs> the fact that we, we met as we did purple circle related. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, yes, I, I am Christopher Patchett. Uh, he, him, that's my story. <laughs> Only women for you. <laughs> but it is, certainly we're going to be talking about it from that perspective, which is not to say that if you're in a non-straight cisgender relationship that these things don't apply to you. It just means that I'm only able to talk about it from my perspective as a woman dating men and you're able to talk about from your perspective as a man dating women, that's what we're basing off of, of our experiences of what we have seen personally. Take that for what you will. Yeah. I I think that toxic traits of men and women, uh, a lot of them kind of like, you know, like a lineup for personal gain or, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So even though that they're, we are looking from, you know, a male that dates women and a female that dates uh, men. We consider themselves to be non-binary, uh, might be able to pick up some things, would be deemed toxic in, in their relationship as well. Exactly. Because while we, we'll be talking about specifics to some of these genders, I think a lot of the topics that we'll be covering are much broader than that. And so everyone can stand to learn a thing or two about it. What would you say, like, you know, like, you know, are there anything that you really want to kind of see come out of this on your end? Well, that's a good question. I'd love for people to be a little more aware in terms of both in their daily lives and as they're consuming social media. Because what we're going to see time and time again is that social media, of course, has a way of creating this bubble around you and giving you what it thinks you want to see and what it thinks you want to hear because of various algorithms, um, because of the people who you're choosing to have in your circle or not have in your circle. And so if you're not careful, you can very quickly only be seeing one type of thing that's out there. And that may or may not be true. It's probably not going to be true. It's just the way the world works. There are all sorts of different opinions about what do things mean? What's normal? What's not normal? What do we expect? Um, and in consuming social media, people often present things as here's my perfect little relationship and look how happy I am. And this is wonderful. And you need to have a critical eye when you're looking at that. You need to have a very critical eye when you're getting information from anyone, including us, of course, <laughs> but anyone who you're getting information from what they're saying, if they're passing off, you know, hundred percent fact, um, even if they're not, if they're just talking about it, what are their sources? Where is it coming from? Um, learning to trust your gut feeling. So I would hope that people would just be 
a little more aware and a little more critical after listening to this as they look at relationships around them, their own, their friends, and as they're looking at things on social media, as you get all these random videos of some random podcaster on the street interviewing men. We've sent this one to each other a couple times where he asked the man, he's like, how old are you? And the man's like, I'm 43. And he's like, what's the youngest woman you'll date? And he's like, well, the youngest that I would date is 18. <laughs> My boy. Yeah, that's the, that's the legal. Yeah, that's... Hey, we've we've shared that one a couple times. <laughs> had cheeky icky. Yeah, that, that, one, that one hurts. But to really stop and look at that type of thing and see it for how wrong it is um, and not just on looking at men because of course i tend to focus on those like that's what the algorithm's showing me but there are going to be tons of examples of women being absolutely toxic that i think as a woman i should also be aware of and guys should also be aware of to see that these people out there exist this is what you need to be looking for to avoid them because absolutely not you do not want to get involved with that I'm glad that you kind of brought up people who are on social media about like, you know, like the, the happy relationship that everything's going perfect and, oh and things God. like that. The other thing um, that I do hope to kind of like, you know, like go into is that just like that video that, that you were just talking about with the, the guy who is 40 you know, 43 and mm -hmm. saying like he would only date 18 year olds. If we're seeing that on our algorithm, like, you know, day in, day out, that is just a small snippet of people that, you know, that type of behavior is not normal. You know, just as you said, like, you know, if we're being fed that day in, day out, women are saying like, well, you know, guys only want this. I mean, Pretty I've known people this is not even videos. I'm sure there are videos of this out there. Women talking about, yeah, I go to bars without my wallet because men will pay for the drinks. Like I don't have to spend a dime. I know that everything I consume at that bar will be covered. And we're not talking about two drinks. We're talking about drinks, potentially VIP, like entrance to the club. They know and they're expecting that men will pay for that. Exactly. And the, the, the one video that I, I think I shared with you with the girl who was saying that on uh, first date is $800 minimum. Yes. And, you know, on both sides, like these are not normal expectations mm -hmm. um, because they can't possibly be fulfilled. Secondly, they're, well, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way around it and you also have to be careful in that like with trump i remember people started when he when that video of him came out or the audio recording of him saying oh yeah grab her by the pussy and people were absolutely horrified and then it very quickly became a joke that's terrifying and that's what i worry happens if people are not being critical that they're going to see these videos of you know the women saying, yeah, you have to spend $800 or men's, you know, 40 year old men saying, well, the youngest I would date is 18. Tee hee hee. And it becomes so normalized that we're joking about it and we're saying it laughingly in an everyday conversation because we believe it. We, we think that it's actually true and we've accepted it. Just, again, like with the grabber by the pussy, it started off as horrifying. Then it became a joke and then people would just add it in to get kind of a reaction out of something. And I think that you lose the shock value and we, we need to get back to how the fuck do you say that? <laughs> Who says that? Good Lord. 
So what are you hoping that people will get out of this podcast? I I think pretty much I'm on the same page. Like I, I want to see people have a better understanding of what is real, what is not, what is uh, acceptable. A lot of these toxic traits that, that people kind of accept as, you know, like a norm are not a norm. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy who's saying that, I would date, you know, somebody who's 18. No, most guys would find that pretty disgusting. And, you know, just I think that you put it best, you know, like people being able to, you know, like look at things and be more critical about like, you know, like what they're looking at um, rather than just taking things as they are. You know, I remember when MySpace uh, and I'm I'm dating yourself here. Yeah, I'm dating myself, but I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> it's too <You> late <laughs> myspace first came out uh and i remember like you know like so many uh my friends and even myself would get caught up into these like myspace relationships mm-hmm. uh and it was like you know like you never met this person and you based your entire life around like you know like this relationship that was a hundred percent online and people would say all the time, like, dude, you know, like online is not fucking real. And I think we've forgotten to say that. And yep. people are taking things in that they see online, that they hear online as being true life. A hundred percent agree with that. It is far too often that I see stuff as I'm scrolling through that there's no context. There's no anything else to explain what's going on. And as a adult who can look at this critically, I do stop to think about sometimes you're like, wow, I just watched a 30 second video of some woman re stacking and storing all of her lip glosses. Good fucking Lord. Why do you have 50 lip glosses? Like you're not a normal person. Not saying that like you can't have it, but like your average person does not have 50 different shades of lip gloss. And yet I think people who are younger, because they've grown up with it, it's just there. It's just normal. This is what you see. And so there can be these expectations of, well, if she's got 50 lip glosses, I should have 50 lip glosses. (laughs) What are you going to do with 50 lip glosses? Like, stop and ask yourself that question, (laughs) please. (laughs) Is there any, like, final thoughts that you have? I'm looking forward to this. I think this is going to be an exciting adventure for the two of us as we explore topics. We've been collecting them over the past couple of weeks uh, to talk about. And hopefully we'll also stumble across more as they come. Um, At the moment, that's it. Just feeling good about it. What about you? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, This is, I, I, I can speak for myself. This is the first time that I've ever hosted a podcast. Um, I did one once somebody asked me to do or appear on a podcast for PTSD. But other than that, I never really sat there, thought about like the, the whole experience and like really started from scratch. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward. And what better person to start this with than Lindsay? Your Lindsay! Dad! <laughs> <laughs> So I I hope everybody will join us and I 
if there is any topics that you really would like to know about, uh, please feel free to write in. Our email address is going to be toxic at awesomelifeskills.com. And we'll have it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have it on the show notes. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And my name is Christopher Patchett. I am LCSW. And I'm Lindsay McLean. And this has been the Toxic Cooking Show. Thank you.